Yeah. Uh. Look at me, 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 look at me now. Fuck, are you kidding me? All of my jewelry cost about a hundred thousand. Fuck all my enemies, never had sympathy, Fergie finna lay them down. Sipping on Hennessy, hopping up bitterly, fucking your bitch in the mouth. Jesus. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Thanks, I said. <laughs> Uh, apologies, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what a uh, start, eh? My word. We're oh. going to be doing a podcast on what is value. <laughs> what is value? And I searched value on Spotify, and this is the song. That <laughs> wow. So this is what I don't understand, bro, is that like this song's very derogatory and, and highly offensive to some people, and it's, it's quite... Doesn't get, doesn't get cancelled? Yeah. It's quite negative towards women, um, <clears throat> like... Or, or is it not? And I just think like that now. Like I, I don't know. It's the whole thing's gotten confusing. But how can these ra- like how come these rappers are allowed to make all this shit and they don't get cancelled? I think just the usual story, mate. Who gives a fucking carry on with your own life? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Right, yeah, mate. What is value? Uh, yeah, what is value? This is your uh, your your podcast topic idea, mate. Yeah, so what this, are we going to learn? This about? has been my little pet project for the last couple of weeks, and I put a a bit of effort into sort of critical thinking about it because. You know, I come on here and, and talk to people, other people in business and give them tips and tricks and things. And I we always throw around, like, you've got to provide value. Yep. And my brain is always like, why? <laughs> so, we, like, where where is this going? What is value and, and why do we need it? And I just get down this deep rabbit hole into micro-analyzing what value is. Yep. Um, and I've done a lot of work online and, and l- listened to a few people that I've sort of ripped a bit of this off. And M- Mikey's sitting in front of me with a fucking pad and pen, <laughs> and he's got <laughs> two pages of notes. It's called the value equation. I love the it. The value equation. Let's yeah. get into it. So we've come up with the value equation, and um, it it's really a, a beautiful explanation for understanding what value is and then how to provide it. So we've got we've got an imaginary line right down the middle <clears throat> and then above the line we've got we've got two parts we've got the dream outcome yep and then we've got the perceived likelihood of achievement of the dream outcome and the stuff above the line we want to be increasing so going up and then below the line we've got time it takes or the time delay and then we've got the effort and sacrifice yep and these things you want to be decreasing. So we're, we're talking about how do I prove to you as a client or a customer that I'm giving you value when you're buying this off me, using my service, me becoming your accountant or, or yep. your builder or whatever. So <clears throat> above the line and below the line, <laughs> we've, we've got increasing and decreasing. So for example, um, I think like in the mortgage game, for me, the dream outcome is pretty simple to figure out. Someone wants to own a home. Yeah. You know, and so the dream outcome is, is very easy. When I go through this, we I think it's important to provide value. You need to paint this picture in a client's head, right? So I'll sit down with you and be like, why do you want your dream home? Oh, we're flatting. My, my flatmate in the other room always does nudie runs around the house on Saturday night with music pumping, and yeah. I'm just over it. Me and the missus want our own space, um, and we want to get a pet, and in two years, we want to start a family. I'm like, cool. Like We can delete all of those things once you own a home. Bingo. There's a, a light goes off, and you're like, wow. Paint the picture in their head, right? Yeah. 
So we've got the dream outcome there, <clears throat> and we want to increase this dream outcome as much as feasibly possible for the client so they can see it happening. Um, and then we, we turn to the, the next thing which we want to be increasing, which is the perceived likelihood of achievement. So how likely uh, is it that you're going to achieve the dream outcome? And this is where we can, you know, the goal here is to increase this as well. So when I'm doing it with clients, it's about why, um, why are you using Mikey? So Mikey is definitely going to help you achieve this dream outcome. Mm. And it's because I know the process from start to finish. I don't work from 10 till 4 like a bank. I don't put you on hold. I won't go on holiday when you're halfway through a loan application. I live and breathe the industry. I understand the offer process from start to finish. I can talk to you about the language in a sale and purchase agreement. It just goes on and on, right? Mm. So all of a sudden, there's trust built up because I've talked to them about the dream outcome and they're like, shit, this guy knows his stuff. He's going to be the one that's going to get us to our dream outcome. So all of a sudden, the perceived likelihood of achievement goes really high. Now we've got under-the-line stuff. Now these are the things you want to decrease. And actually, these two things are probably almost more important in some ways. Now, just in case the FMA is listening, I'm also tying uh, financial advice into this process, by the way. But <laughs> you made good disclosure. The, yeah. um, <clears throat> so the, the the time delay I think is a really important one, and this is actually how I started thinking about this whole thing because the the value um, when I very first started mortgages, I was like, why don't people want to use me? I'm free. Like why why aren't yeah. people just ringing me nonstop? Like it's free. Just like use me. Where are you? Yeah. And then I thought about it and why, and I'm like. Fuck, all other brokers are free too. Fuck, people can walk into the bank and that's free too. So there's no point of difference there. No. I'm just the same as the bank and the same as the other broker that they already know of or whatever. So that's when fast beats free. Being being diligent with your time, setting expectations I think is really important. Like it's not realistic for you to send me a text and me send you back an approval. But the ultimate value would be that, right? Yeah. If you send me a text like, hey, Mikey, do you, can, I, can you send me an approval and I send it back to you? That would be fucking legendary. Mm. So that would be the ultimate, basically, scale of that. That can't be done, so there have to be expectations set, but that's what you want to try and get to. You want to be like, how fast can we do this for the client? Because they really want to buy their home. Faster they, the, the, the more you can decrease the time delay, the closer we get to the dream outcome. So that's the number three. And then... The number four, which is a decrease as well, is how much effort and sacrifice does the person have to put into this? Now, this is probably one of the the biggest things that I think good mortgage brokers do really well um, because, you know, like we've converted to online fact find, like I, I take your details and send you, it sends you a message and you can type in what I need on your phone and then send it back to me and I've got the documents and everything. So that process has gone from you know, running through how to control pre-print to eat PDF to like just log into this and it'll do it for you. Um, there's, you don't have to, these are the things like being on hold with the bank. Um, you know, the bank sending you, I, do you know how much you earn? Not running you through the process of like what documents and pay slips and having like a basically a templated thing that you can do all at once. So, the, the ultimate value here would be 
if someone could ring me and I say, yep, you're approved, go buy a house in 10 minutes. That's the ultimate value. That can't happen, so you want to get as close as possible to that. So <clears throat> I just break it down into like my whole system now is to reduce the effort that the client has to put into a bare minimum. Um, we're required to do some education around financial advice and stuff, but we want to keep it as simple as possible, make sure everyone understands where the whole process is at, and then I make sure that I leave conversations like, keep me on speed dial. If you're unsure of something, ring me, all of this stuff. So there's no effort. You don't have to, you don't have to ask you know, your lawyer about it or your real estate agent or whatever, ring Mikey, and I'll tell you what to do. And it, sometimes it might mean that you have to go back to your lawyer or whatever it is, but basically, one-stop shop, no effort and sacrifice required from you. I'll do all the work behind the scenes. You'll turn up in four days with a mortgage approval and you'll go shopping. Yeah. So that's the value equation. Wow. Yeah. I like it, mate. So it's about it's about those two things under the line. Um, you want to be effort and sacrifice and the time that it takes. You want them to be decreased to as low as possible. And the things above the line are the dream outcome and the perceived likelihood of achieving that outcome. Now, this can be used, like I drive along and it starts thinking in my head, I was like, fuck, what other businesses will this work in? And I'm... Everyone. It's insane, yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about examples of where the ones below the line, where we can decrease the time and decrease the effort and sacrifice, become more important than the dream outcome. Um, just because that's where my brain took me. And I was thinking, what do I do in like my day-to-day life where this fits in? And I was like, I, I, go, I try and go to mobile petrol stations. And it's because they have that cash, that pay it pump thing, yeah. but it's pay wave. Yeah. I don't like going to Z because I have to insert the card. Wow. No shit. Friction. So yeah. it's literally because I can scan the card, put the gas in and fuck off. That's like the ultimate for me. So that's they've done that beautifully, right? Mm. Like so every other, you know, gas station still makes you type in a you know, your pin code. That's not convenient for me. I want it to so mobile has done a better job at decreasing the time and decreasing the effort and sacrifice I put in to get gas in my tank so they get my, my gas. Yeah. Crazy, wow. eh? Yeah. And I think it's the same <clears throat> um like I saw a great example of this online where it's like personal trainer versus liposuction. Personal trainer might be a $1,000 package, $50,000 for liposuction. They're both perceived to, to give you the same outcome. You lose weight and you look better afterwards. Um, but when you start going through the value equation of, of what each thing ticks off and the amount of sac- effort and sacrifice that goes through it, all of a sudden you figure out why they charge fifty grand for lipo and $1,000 for a PT. Yeah. Because the perceived... Outcome, the dream outcome and the perceived, you know, <laughs> likelihood of achievement is skyrocket. skyrockets for lipo because you just pay a bill and you go in and they cut the fat out of you. Yeah. And then the time is much better and then you don't have to go to the gym and be sore for a year. <laughs> so th- that's where you can find an extra $49,000 to charge someone, you know, mm. and, uh, and it, this just fits into everything. Yeah. Um, I think it can fit in. And, and I think what happens is, um, if you if you put a bit of inversion thinking into the processes while you're using this and start thinking of things backwards, like, um, you know, I was thinking a, a pain and sacrifice for my clients is the fact that they still do have to fill out a fact find and put in their details. But 
it's also like I could pre preposition that conversation saying, look, it's not like the old days where you had to print off a piece of paper and you'd be ringing me asking me what's a liability and you're right you're writing it down, then you're scanning it and your scanner doesn't fucking work and your internet's disconnected oh. and like those are all gone. This mm. you can sit on the couch at night watching TV in twenty minutes and you can send it back to me, you know. So like t- flipping those around and then making them also feel that that there's less effort and sacrifice gone into it, yeah. and, you know, and you can sort of manipulate that a bit. But basically, it's a it's a go to, and I'm I'm building on it still, and I'm still trying to work through it. But this is where my crazy brain takes me, mate. I started to ask <laughs> about what value is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mate, we, before you even started talking, when I thought of value, I was like, oh, what what am I gonna? How would I think my brain think about this? So I wrote down A with an arrow to B, and that's how I think about business: is someone's at A which is their current situation, and B is their desired state, or their uh, whatever terminology you yeah, use. Yeah, well, that's yeah. exactly what this calculation is. All mm. I've done is put the nuance in here so it can be described and understood easier. Yeah, you can because, teach someone. Yeah, like, because hey, I yeah. need to be able to show my brokers that work for our company that these are the things of why Guardian Smith mortgage devices are, are more valuable, Yeah, and we provide value. And when you talk to people and they say, why should I use you?, you need to know this stuff and be confident about talking about it. Yeah. The reality is the the A to B thing is exactly what value is. Like they come to you, you've got a problem to solve, you solve the problem, they get to B. Yeah. And that's it. But but How? there's yeah. there's nuance in it and making sure that you, if you understand it and you plug it into your brain and you remember this sort of formula, you can use it for the rest of your life and you won't get caught out. Yeah. Because you just ask yourself, fuck, how do I decrease the effort that this person's putting in here? Number one, cool. They've they've given us our dream outcome. Can we make them feel like there's a higher likelihood of achieving it if they use us? We do this, this. Yep, cool. And you just go through it in your head, and it becomes you know quick answers. Two seconds. Yep, we can do this. This is why. Blah blah blah. Man, that should be up on your wall, mate. For your for your staff. That's, are you going to use that for some staff training? Yeah. Well, I'm actually going to um, s- step up the content soon, mate. Oh. Yeah, I've made some decisions for the. Jesus. I've got a couple of holidays coming up. Yeah. And it's the flight. A couple of holidays. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> cover holidays. You're right. right. I know. Um, but you're going to take, take what, 48 hours off or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a fair bit on the next two months. But um, the flights, the flight time's dedicated to planning out what I want to do. I think a little bit like the the Andrew Tate thing, right? Like, stop fucking around, make a plan and do it. Yeah. I'm all about that. I always have been. I've just always pushed social media off to the, to the side. It's got to the point where it's got basically no reason apart from being lazy. Yeah. So it's time to sort that shit out for myself and I'll I'll do that. And, um, yeah, I'm going to make some, you know, we're going to, we've got some pretty lofty goals about bringing brokers into the group and explaining this and sitting down two hours every time, one-on-one, every time a broker comes on, that's going to, yeah. You know, if I get a week where there's five brokers that want to join, I'm going to be a fucking mess. So I'm going to make a video. Here you go. Here's our onboarding video. Mean. This is how you do it. And just really take it seriously. And then it's just built for long-term scalability, right? Yeah. There's uh, quite a few businesses, not so much in New Zealand, but uh, there are a few in New Zealand, but they have all of their onboarding in video, house it on a platform. And then when you start somewhere, it's here you go. Yep. And actually I took a client through an exercise on Friday where they need to get... Uh, they're at the point where they need some admin support and I said great don't do a job description because you can copy and fucking paste one of those from Google what I want you to do is every piece of admin you hate doing even if they're not going to do it yet make a screen recording of them doing it and then put it into a Google file a folder 
And then when that person starts, you don't need to sit down with them. You can show them, here you go. Mm. These are all the things you need to do, and here's a video of how I currently do them. It's genius. We've got all this technology to do this stuff, and we don't, I, well, I don't use it properly. Yeah. You yeah. know, I've been so sort of behind on it. Yeah. Well, um, I think we all are. Like, we, we pride ourselves that we're this innovative country, but we're not. We're fucking way behind other countries. 10 years, eh? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so, laughable. Yeah, I mean, this 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 value stuff is just an equation you can take with you for the rest of your life and use it in your in your if you're an employee you can use it to you know give your boss more value give your your customers more value if you're a you know if you're self-employed doesn't matter what industry and you should write it down yeah and and go through it and then put in then make it nuanced for what you do Mm. and put in your things and then it's just plugged into your brain and fuck it's so cool yeah you're going to stand out as an employee too because you're going to be making people's lives easier and helping get towards goals faster and you'll stand out and people will be like fuck like they're really good at this and it'll just be small tweaks in the way you're doing things yeah you can also use this framework i think mate to start thinking about what you want your life to be like and how you can create value for it for me as an example when i tried to become more efficient with my time i as I've explained a few times, like I moved closer to a gym and to the things that I would always go to. And I love going to the gym. I love going to the sauna. So I have an apartment by mm. the gym that has a sauna. I went looking at an amazing place I want to move to. I got caught in traffic twice to go look at it. It's literally in my head, like dream where I want to live. And, that. and I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. It, it fucked me. Like it took 40 minutes to get back across the bridge yeah. and there's a sauna in the building. There's no sauna at the gym over in Takapuna. Yeah. So I'm like, that's a no. Oh, building has a sauna. Cool. So the first thing, so I go and look at this building and they said, uh, oh, we'll show you the pool. And I was like, oh, there's a sauna in here, eh? And they were like, no, nah, there's no sauna here. I was like, there's a fucking sauna here, mate. I wouldn't be there if it wasn't. And so I knew more than the fucking, the, the real estate person. But yeah, that's sort of extremish. But I'll give you another example recently. So when we go to the airport, like this is where, how, when you start to make more money, you, you just use that money to buy your time back. Mm-hmm. So when I used to go to the airport, I'd be like, righto, Auckland Airport, like what's the cheapest, where's the cheapest place to park or like maybe I should get an Uber out there and now I just drive straight to the airport, I tap my credit card on the barrier arm thing, I park my car as close as I can to the door, I fucking roll out and then go straight into the Kuro Lounge, Mm -hmm. have a feed, a coffee and maybe do a little bit of work, get on the plane and some people are like, oh you've fucking privileged, like I don't really care what you think that is but for me... That was me getting my time back. Now, the other day, um, whereas my, my girlfriend, she's like, we should book a car park. I'm like, you've just wasted, like, you've just distracted me, <laughs> even with that concept. Yeah. I'm like, we don't need to. I'm happy to pay an extra $10 to not have this conversation. Mm. So the other day, she messaged me, and she's like, um, oh, fuck, what did she say? She's like, have you okay, have you booked a park? And I'm like, no, like, I'm not, I'm not going to book a park. And she's like, oh, well, it's blah, blah, blah. Like, this is the cost. And I'm like... Well, we're not going to do... I'm like, well, did you book? She's like, no. And I'm like, so why are we talking about this? You know? So we're we're reversing this formula. We're like making life harder for ourselves by having this conversation, by having a mini argument about something that's not... It's like, it's all good. I've already told you, we're going to fucking drive straight there, park. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll sort this one. Yeah. You know? We don't need to go online, book it. That's a waste of time. We don't need to do that. Yeah. And that's those little pieces of your life where I reckon if you can find things that frustrate you or irritate you and slowly take them out of your life. Your life becomes better, faster, and you enjoy it I mean, more. That's why, why like wealthy people end up in private jets, right? Because they can leave from the office and park at the plane and get out, jump on the plane and take off. Yeah. 
Like on that. Fuck! If I could afford that, I'd do that. I saw. I hate uh, imports. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Like I was, I was a kid that grew up thinking that people in the Kura Lounge were, were assholes and, and rich assholes mm. and shit. And now I'm one of them. You'll you be know? happy to know, mate. I took your advice and bought a Kura membership. Did you? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Nice. Oh, you've got a bit of travelling coming up, don't you? Yeah, I've got a uh, Singapore up north for a game of golf. Then I've got a uh, New Caledonia for a fishing trip. Then I've got Gold Coast when we get back from that. And then I've got Melbourne for the form following. Yeah. Formula One next year. So. What people, flights. what people don't understand too, I rolled in the other the other day, it was rammed. Mm. Jason Paris, CEO of Vodafone, there's access to people. Mm. And I didn't go and have a yarn. I do know him, but I was like, I've got to get some shit done on my own. And I was feeling a little bit off as well. So it's like, I'm not going to go interrupt him. But if I wanted to, I could have. Mm. If I wasn't in the current lounge, opportunity's not there. So who's in there that could be of value to you? Like mm. that's... The way you start looking, you know, so that's value. 100%. Oh, fuck, I might meet someone. Yeah. The very first time I went in there, two politicians rolled in. The place was absolutely rammed, and I got up and I said, you guys can have my seat. I probably shouldn't have. I said, you, you fucking... Yeah, stop fucking the, the country, yeah. you can get out. <laughs> yeah. But I still, I was born and like raised with respect for those types of people, mm. and, you know, I'll, I'll give my seat to a woman or an elderly person or whatnot, because that's just how I was brought up. And so a politician, I'm like, okay... Like they're probably they're probably knackered. They're probably fucking just want to get in here and hide from people. There's nowhere for them to sit. I'm mm. like, that was my first use of the Kura Lounge. I'm like, I'm actually out of here. Um, <laughs> I said to you guys, here you go, you can have my seat, and I, and I rolled out. But um, where where in your life can you find things that will make your life more valuable? Yeah. And, and these things are all like that's why I was saying the stuff that the part of the equation that's below the line, which we want to decrease, which is effort and sacrifice and time. Yeah, time is a huge one, right? And that's why I think that below the line is almost more important than the dream outcome, because mm. you know, like being being able to make stuff convenient, just like the mobile pay wave thing. Fuck, it's it's so helpful. Yeah, for if you're a busy person and and mm. want to you know fit as much in as you can. Um, like I don't like going to the supermarket I don't like going into gas stations I want to minimise as much of that fucking shit as possible yeah yeah take that away from me yeah. I don't want to check in at the airport I don't want to cook dinner the night that I'm flying out so I'll get a curry lounge pass you know like it yeah. makes heaps of sense to me yeah. and it's cheap like I think it was 480 bucks wow for a year that is good yeah so yeah. I've got 12 flights and fucking oath I'm going to use that up yeah bloody oath <laughs> you know yeah. so that's a it's a no brainer for me it probably for me like it's probably uh, a meal each flight, so I probably save then buying something at the airport plus mm. a coffee. So it's probably fifteen bucks each time I walk in there that I'm saving on the outside. So not to mention all the the time and convenience and the people and you know yeah yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, you were interested in this, mate. So this is my leads. Um, I've got in front of me my iPad, and when people ring me, I have a, a separate pad for leads. And two things I always write down when people ring me is I, I deliberately ask them, like, okay, what can we help you with? Mm -hmm. Like, if we could give you perfect service, what would that look like? And then I want to know their goals too. I'm like, where are you going with this? Because what I sort of learned through learning to sell is that if you can, like we said, get someone from A to B and help them get there faster, they value that and they're happy to give you cash. So if I set the expectation of the relationship with potential clients of like, this is what you wanted help with and this, these are your goals and either I can or can't help you mm -hmm. get closer to them. Um, so, you know, this client, for instance, they want to have a sellable business. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm like, cool, I can instantly start giving them value. So I say, well, 
you know, we work with businesses who have sold, and here's some of the things you want to be thinking about. You want to be thinking about having processes and procedures that a potential new business owner could be buying. So as an example, you could get some uh, things like documented and whatnot that you currently don't have documented. You also don't want to be rinsing all your personal expenses through there, and then someone coming along and buying it going, oh, this isn't as profitable as you think. And they're like, oh, holy shit, like I hadn't thought of any of this stuff. And then they're seeing like, oh, fuck, there's, there's some value here. Yep. But I'm like, let's just get you on board and get the accounting side of things going first, and we can teach you this as you go. Um, and I think you know, most people, A, they won't think about what their own goals are, where mm. they, what their desired life looks like. They won't even do that. And then secondly, they won't think to do it in an employment sense and go, well, what's my boss or employer trying to achieve here? I think, I think that's when I was thinking through it and trying to work out what the meaning of value is and the equation was made, was that's why it's really important to help create the picture of the dream outcome because people yeah. don't even know it no you know like they're just like oh i need an accountant because i'm in a business fuck we're going to do a pod on the uh desired outcome we'll do that as part of the old in five years <laughs> um mate so like like you say you know like you're you're actually following the equation already yeah without knowing the equation existed yeah and now i'm like oh how can i yeah, refine yeah, this yeah, yeah. <laughs> well so those are the right things to do right and if you follow those and you consistently do them your own business will fucking rip yeah it'll be awesome and even your like if you think about your finances so i say every month go and work out your net worth just to get yourself thinking about money and then have a look okay what debt do i have here which one could i start getting rid of if you start to use things like buy now pay later your thinking, oh, this is so convenient, so easy, but you're mm. teaching yourself that there is no value in working to save to then buy something, and you just stay on that cycle. Like, it's literally the trap that they want you to be in, but you think that you've clocked it. You're like, no, I'm fucking using their money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're using you. Yeah, yeah, right? 100%. And then you go and tell people, and you think, oh, it's this amazing thing, and then we find out, oh, one in 10 people are behind yeah. on there, and we're, it's so, oh, cool. So oh, if you fuck, told they 10, make a lot of revenue. Yeah. <laughs> so if you told 10 people, we'll guarantee that one of them is behind on their buy now, pay later, like, well done, putting them into a fucking shitty product that's actually ruining their mm. ability to... Genius product. Oh, yeah, 100%. Genius product. <laughs> but, yeah, Very clever product. Be smarter, people. But be smart. <laughs> um, quick story for you, mate, before we wrap this one up. So one thing that I do every month is I go through my uh, emails and I strip out like, fuck, why am I getting that unsubscribe or what's in there that I couldn't be doing? And I also sit down and I think, what things are fucking me off? And, um, or like, what things do I keep thinking about? And there's a couple of clients where I just can't, I, they're just not clients, they're not ideal clients and they, I just can't get a hold of them. And so that fucks me off because <laughs> I can't do the work. Yeah, yeah. So the other day, I'm like, mate, stop thinking about this. Do something about it. Bang, wrote an email. Hey, like this isn't how we work with clients. We're going to have to let you go. And just just refunded all of their fees. Gone. And I'm like, there's... Now I don't need to think about that again. Yeah, that doesn't soak up. That's the... Mental rent, right? Yeah, yeah. It's fucking so important to try and keep as much of that for yourself. But you can only... Like, see, now that I don't have to think about that, maybe... I had then, in that moment where I was going to think about them and worry about them again and be like, fuck, I can't get a hold of them. Like, how am I going to get this done? Now, in that moment, I may have a brilliant idea. Mm. And, but you have to look at the world, I think, from a place of abundance to start with and go, it's all good to let go of two clients. Mm. Like, yeah, it could be, it's, it's, yeah, oh, you got to pay some money back. Like, oh. And it's really hard. It's really hard to have that view 
when it's all new to you and you're starting out. Like I remember like, man, I would drive to Oriwa for a mortgage in the morning, then I would go to Papakura in the <laughs> afternoon and yeah. then at night time I'd go back to Henderson and like none of them would get approved. I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> you know, yeah. and you know, and you, you have to it's really hard at the start, but you're right. Like once you do have a solid footing, you need to go into the abundance mindset. It's so yeah. important because there is another one. I you'll um, love the story, mate. I was living in Tech, uh, not Takapuna, kind of like Devonport way. Mm. And there was this client lead. I spoke to them at, in the evening and then I said, I'll come and see you. And they were in Manurewa. So I drove there, met them at like eight o'clock at night. I got there and um, the lady was like, I, I said, oh, so the lady would do the accounts for the husband. And I said, where's your husband? She's like, oh, he didn't want to be here whilst you were here. I'm like, what the fuck? But like... You know, like how yeah. fucking weird is that? Yeah. But I was like, oh no, no, that's all good. Yeah, no, sweet, like, <laughs> sweet. Um, so let's get into the stuff. Like, massive red flag. Like, that's weird. But yeah. uh, I was so blind to it because I'm just like, fuck, need to get a client. Like, yeah, oh, I need put to so get this business off the yeah. ground. <laughs> Shit, it's stressful. <laughs> I put so much time into this already. I spoke to her that night. I fucking did. Um, hey, I want to just go back to something you said in the podcast, mate. When you were talking about right at the start, you said that the desired outcome, desired state for people is that they want to own a home. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, I think, where this is where you become a one percenter because I reckon most people would come to you and say, I want to buy a house. You're like, no, you want to own a home, yep. which is completely different. Yeah. But in some people's heads, they'd be like, that's the same thing, but it's not. And no, that's there's, where... There's lots of... Yeah, so different. Yeah. But there's lots of, there's lots of little reasons. Firstly, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm all about the free market and... Man, if you can make a buck on housing, you fucking go for it. If you can put cash in your pocket, I'm fucking right behind you. Yeah. But over time, I've done five years or so of this now, or four, and I've really decided what type of people I'm working with. Yeah. And I really like the people that really want a home and not the ones that will push themselves to the maximum and try and make a dollar because the market's going to do this and stuff. Oh, and it, just, it turns into all sorts of shit. Um. Owning a home for someone that has it as a goal and for the right reasons is so nice to work with the person, so it makes my job a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and it, look, I deal with investors and all sorts of shit. It's just part of it. It's part of the industry. But even the words owning a home, like... It's emotional. Yeah. People will, will notice this if you sit down with me and do a mortgage. I won't say you're going to buy a house because mm. buying something means that you're, you're spending so you're instantly thinking of losing money. Yeah. I'll say own a home because yes. your name goes on the title and then you get a home to move into. It's not a house. Mm. It's a home because that feels warm and you're not buying it, even though technically you are, you're going to own it because yeah. that means it's yours and it's it's part of you and your partner or whatever and it's yeah. something to be proud of whereas buying is going to the shop and chucking 20 bucks over the counter and you're $20 down. So these are the things that people don't understand that, you this is learn. How sick my brain is. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I pick up on it because I'm like, I know what this motherfucker's doing yeah. here. You know? Because I'm like, I've had to learn heaps of the same shit. Yeah. And this is the beauty of having a business or a side hustle or doing something outside of your job is you learn so much and it becomes so fun. And yeah. you start to get to play with things and be like, you know, so on those sales calls, for instance, I started sacking up and being like, um, you know, when, when will I expect to hear from you? And now I say to people, do you have all the information you need to make a decision? Yeah. I'm not like, 
oh, hey, like, how are you going? Like, did you, yeah. did you get the info? I'm like, I know they got the fucking info. Like, what's going on? Is this yeah. a yes or a no? I'm like, let's get out of here. 100%, you know? yeah. And you start actually playing with some of these things and going, oh, which what's working better? But I think a lot of people, what they do is they try and change too many variables at one time. So then they can't stay consistent with something or they don't actually know what's working. So as an example, people might do 75 hard and they're drinking water every day, training twice a day and all this shit. And they're like, oh my God, like, look, look how much change I've got. And it's like, well, you're no fucking shit. Like, look at how much (laughs) fucking change you implemented. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, well, I stopped and, you know, whatever. So like, if you want to test things, just change one variable at a time. It could be for you, you don't need to go on the bloody keto diet with the fucking F45 three times a week or something. Just do one thing at a time. Like, okay, I'm going to go for one run a, a day or whatever and change that and see how you feel. Then layer on another. Yeah, well, you can go through the value equation. If you're like, I want to lose weight, you can go through the value equation yourself and make it for yourself Yeah, and then decide if you want to. And then and then go and tick off each one if and put F45 in one, and you'll plan in the other and see which yeah. one comes out. Mate, that's been a fascinating pod. I love it. I love it when we find out what you've been <laughs> deep diving into. Let's see if ASAP Ferg was fucking... <laughs> what's he deep diving into? Apologies if you don't like this tune. <laughs> Actually, mate, I meant to say this. Earlier, bro, I saw a Bugatti. Uh, is that how you say it? Bugatti. Bugatti yeah. car, $5 million US. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. But, but like... That's value to someone? Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's that's like the Cory Lounge, mate. You buy one of them, you're into a club too. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can do a whole pot on that. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful.